the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And welcome back to the Best Day Ever podcast. I'm Kat Taylor. Recently, Crystal Thornton and I had the chance to sit down and chat with Laura Story. She stopped by the station and we had a chance to talk about motherhood and life and her new book. It's called I Give Up, The Secret Joy of a Surrendered Life. And she even got to play some new music for us. So thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy it. Well, with us today, we are so excited to have you here. Laura Story is in the studio with us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Ooh. We are. I was so excited to uh, to to see that you were stopping by, and I thought, oh, we got to have her on the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> you have been busy. We have been busy. When I say we, uh, so I've been traveling, but I don't I don't ever travel solo because I always have. Either all or at least a few of my kids with me. So mm. we, we have been in the midst of, well, first, first of all, finishing up a book and new music and then going around and getting to share a little bit about the book and the new music with stations all over the nation. Yeah. Wow. So it's been a little bit crazy. A couple of weeks ago, we were in the minivan, uh, myself and a friend who was <laughs> kind enough to come along with us and the four kids brave were, enough is more yes, like it <laughs> yes or dumb enough or something like that six four four and one wow are the kids ages and we went from atlanta we visited probably about 20 something different stations from atlanta to new jersey then over to midwest and then back down and it was about a 10 11 day trip and it was awesome oh, my good. kids actually did really well because you had somebody else with you. And because I have a DVD player in my van. Well, this That's is true. That's really yeah. what this is That's about. <laughs> That's the secret ingredient. That's about to become a thing of the past. I mean, like DVDs. Mm. Who plays those anymore, Right. You right? have your phones. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, but they... See, it's interesting because they still have them in the vans. And yeah. so I have to actually buy, still buy DVDs rather than... Wow. When you can watch Netflix in the van, that'll be... There yeah, you go. That's that'll thing. be the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't give you a proper introduction. So, Laura's story, I'm sure you've heard of her. Um, Grammy winner, Billboard, uh, Dove Award winning singer-songwriter. Your song, Blessings. It's one of those songs, when we play it and I hear it, I literally stop in my tracks and I I listen to the lyrics. And no matter how many times I've heard it, uh, Mighty to Save is another one of yours. And then you wrote Indescribable, which is a Chris Tomlin song. Yes, I feel like the way you introduced me, just the fact that we jumped right into the mom stuff. <laughs> that's more you. That's where I spend yeah, yeah, most yeah. of my days. But yeah, it's been neat to to be a singer-songwriter and, and get to be part of some some songs that the Lord has definitely used in some substantial ways. Not, mm. not just in the church, but even in my own life. Yeah. So oh, yeah. walk us back a little bit. Okay. How uh, far back? How far back? <laughs> um, I would say, I was I was reading a little bit uh, in your book, um, 12 years ago or so. Yes. Um, right after you, you got married. Yes. Yeah, so Martin and I 
had been married just two years when he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm. And that, you know, it's tough news any time in a marriage, but especially, you know, we had just... Um, you know, learned how to balance our bank accounts together right. and, you know, balance the checkbook, whatever, whatever it is. And we had begun to um, just kind of notice some funny symptoms with Martin, uh, with his memory mm. and his energy level. So we went to the doctor, I think, expecting to hear, you know, something like mono or mm-hmm. low blood. Sh- I don't know what we were expecting, but. That when the doctor told us that he had a brain tumor, it was uh, it was a big shock for us. And as the you know twenty something year olds that we were, I think naively we expected, okay, we're going to get this surgery that the doctor says that Martin needs, and just a little detour in the plan, and then we're going to get back to mm-hmm. right back on track, absolutely back to what we expected. Um, you know, first few years of married life to look like. And for whatever reason, you know, the tumor complications, um, he had such residual um, brain injury that Mm. it never quite got back to where we thought it would. Mm. And that was the beginning of the Lord really bringing us to a place of, uh, you know, like we see in the scriptures where Jesus says, not my will but yours be done. Cause we had a fantastic plan oh, drafted yeah. up for God. Yeah. <laughs> we just needed him to sign off on it. And he quickly wow. showed us that he really is more about bringing us to a place of surrender than he is signing off on our plans. Mm-hmm. So I give up is yes. the name of the book. Yes. And where, and how did you come up with the title? Well, it really, it's a book about surrender, you know, and that, even that initial story, that was the beginning of that surrender journey, but it certainly hasn't been the end of it. We have, face so many things, whether it's with Martin's brain injury or just other things in life, you know, walking the road of infertility. Um, we even had a little bit of birth defect with our fourth child. Timothy was born with cleft lip and it wasn't anything major, but it was this reminder of the fact that I am not in control. And if I'm looking to my ability to control my circumstances, mm. if I'm looking to that for my joy or for my peace, then I am going to live uh, just in this, from you know, changing state from day to day, rather than choosing to find my joy and choosing to find my peace in the person of God. Mm. Yeah, and now you have four, four, correct? Yes, beautiful blonde yeah. hair, blue eyed, gorgeous kids. They are wonderful kids. They <laughs> teach me how much I need Jesus yeah. every day. My kids make fun of me every now and then in the car. I'll just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they will just cackle and they'll go, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it. honey, that's all I know to say right now. Oh, it's just that kind of day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was reading and I loved this because I did. I was reading a little bit in your book and you said you, you have this time in the morning on a lot of mornings that you try at least yes. to have your coffee and your Bible and that quiet time. Yes. And if they come into that, you just tell them, mommy needs some time with Jesus before she implodes. Oh, that's it. <laughs> or all- she will implode. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> telling moms with young kids, a lot of a lot of moms I talk to live in this place of feeling so defeated mm. about their time with the Lord because they're picturing, you know, those days when they were, whether it's in college or newly married and didn't have any kids and they could do those really thick Bible studies with oh, all the yeah. blanks, like 74 blanks. And, you yep. know, I can fill in 74 blanks before pens. 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, after having kids and they're on little sleep and they um, have much less time and they they really don't know how to adjust. They, they don't know what it looks like to connect with God. 
And and so one thing I'm always encouraging women is start small, even if you if you just have ten minutes. Uh, and this kind of this is kind of an old adage, but you know you've heard you've heard it said that it's it, if you're too busy, it's that you're too busy not to pray. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're if I have too much on my plate with my family and my kids, man, that is all the more reason that I need to be guarding, even if it's just fifteen minutes of my time. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't have to be in the morning. For me, in the morning is good because it just frames my entire day. And yes. especially with this theme of surrender, it's saying, okay, Lord, here are the plans that I had for the day, but ultimately I really do submit them to you. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you really, I, for me, it helps me view, you know, the things that are <laughs> a little bit of a control freak, the things that go different, uh, differently than what I've planned, those things that I would tend to see as interruptions. I actually begin to see them more as opportunities, mm-hmm. as, as these God appointments of just things that he saw fit to to do something like I'll, I'll give you an example like if I let's say I have a flat tire and I am you know in my core I am so frustrated because I'm going to be late to this thing and that thing that thing and I'll tell you who feels the wrath of that more is the guy that comes from AAA to fix my right. tire wow. <laughs> rather than me thinking about okay God flat tire how can I you must have wanted me to to meet this man from AAA to be a blessing to him to speak you know, blessing over him and encourage him today. And I, I wish I could say that I that I think about my interruptions that way all the time. I, I don't, but I want to. Yeah. I really wow. want to. Absolutely. I love what you said about uh, spending that time. My time is in the car. Mm. Yeah. On my way to work, I got about 15, 20 minutes, you know, and it doesn't take a whole lot, especially mm-hmm. when you've got Laura's story on the radio. Well, yeah. And you're praising God and you're meditating, you're praying about your day. I mean, it absolutely makes a difference. Well, and how many people use that same time just being frustrated that they're stuck in traffic? Yeah. Oh, a just lot of fr- folks. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I do. I, you know, we live in Atlanta, a ton of traffic. Rather than saying, okay, God, you wanted me in this car for 10 minutes longer. Uh, what is it that you wanted me here for? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it, uh, knowing that I'm going to go into a very full day, 10 more minutes uh, of sitting with you speak to me yes. rather than... Uh, you know, going through a list of not so kind words about the driver in front yeah. of you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's taken a whole. It's trying to see things a little differently. Yeah, I know. With with uh, my kids, we're having it's the end of summer, and even Crystal saw it on my face today. I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. You know, <laughs> you frazzled. It is very frazzled. And, you know, I mean, they're they're at the end of their their summer, and they're yes. fighting with each other. And I'm like, okay, when does school start? Uh, yeah. Bringing them to work and trying to keep them entertained. And, you know, but I got to look at those moments like, okay, these are these are memories of their childhood, you know, and I don't I don't want to be like the frustrated mom they saw all the time, you know, growing up. (laughs) That's what I feel like I've become. (laughs) No, I totally agree with you, because that's something that I really want my kids to remember our our home as being a joyful place Mm -hmm. and a peaceful place. I had uh, something happen a couple years ago. um, which I hope it's okay that I'm sharing the story about my in-laws, but they're they probably aren't listening right now so i think we're okay but uh, we'll cut it out if you find out later nah nah but i uh we were sitting around one thanksgiving with my husband and his family and they were talking about some of the highlights of their childhood and his brothers were telling stories and martin said hey remember that time that we got that paper route just something fun to do as a family and starts telling these stories about 
you know, these the kids and Martin was in elementary school getting up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and wrapping papers, putting the rubber bands on them, getting in the car, going out and, and throwing these papers, you know, to the, and all the boys. Uh, Martin's one of three boys and they were all athletes and they played baseball. So they all had great arms. So they, right. would, they would sit in the back of the hatchback, which, you know, probably wasn't very legal yeah. and toss these papers and hit the doors, you know, and Martin just relived the memory with such joy. And the rest of his family sitting there staring at him. Like, are you crazy? And and I had just heard that version of the story. I'd heard it before. But his parents said, Martin, do you not remember the reason we did that was because, you know, financially we were in a tough place. And it always, it always stuck with me that what my kids will remember about their childhood isn't so much what happened. It wasn't so much the circumstances that, that Martin faced, you know, his family faced, it was how his parents chose to respond to those. Yeah. And Martin mm. looks back and he had no idea that there was any financial issues. Mm. He just thought, oh, this is such a fun family building activity. And I thought, oh, I want to be that what kind a, of mom. Yeah, Can what I a great that lesson. Kind of kid, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's, a, he was a pretty, he's still a pretty good kid. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. So I give up is not about you giving up literally. It's about giving up to God. It's about giving up control. You know, a lot of times people talk about, you know, surrender as if it's like Elsa on the mountainside. Let right. it go. As, yes. if, <laughs> as if it helps anything to just throw our problems into thin air. Right. That just doesn't even doesn't even make sense. Mm, right. <laughs> but surrender is actually it's this rational decision to take the things that are too heavy for us to carry. Mm-hmm. The things that we are buckling under, underneath. The things that we experience so much fear and anxiety over and place those things into the stronger, more capable and more loving hands of our God, our father. That's what surrender really is. And it just makes sense. Mm. There's so much more peace when you can do that. Yeah. It's, it's what uh, I've loved the words of apostle Paul and in Philippians. And he talks about uh, presenting our requests before God he says, and the peace of God, you know, which surpasses all under understanding will guard your heart and your mind. What I love about that is he doesn't say, present these requests. God will answer them favorably. <laughs> God will answer them the way that we want him right? to. And that's where the peace will come from. It says, no, no, you just let me have it. Mm. You just present it to me and there will be a peace that guards your heart and your mind. When I think about God's peace guarding mm. it, it literally that um, Greek word talks, it, it has this picture of keeping in custody. It's like that they're imprisoned, surrounded by God's peace, that the doubts and the worries of the world like cannot penetrate this stronghold that God's peace has yeah. on our hearts and our mind. Not because things are going <laughs> great, but simply because we presented our requests to God believing that he can handle them. Yeah. Now, when you went through that, um, obviously you had your, like you said, you had great plans um, in place. How did it make you feel? And when you recognize that, you know what? God has already ordained your steps. Yes. You just didn't realize it. I know the scripture that says, um, he, you know, he will give you the desires of your heart, Mm -hmm. but according to his will. Yes. Um, we're so busy trying to find out where we're going to go based on our own strength. Right. Yeah. And sometimes God has to move things out of the way so that he can fulfill what his purpose in your life is for. Yes. How did it make you feel when you finally did surrender? What is the joy that you found from God? Mm. Well, I think when 
my joy and my peace are hinged on my circumstances. Uh, really, those circumstances are Lord of my life rather than my Heavenly Father. Wow. It really means, uh, you know, because all of us, theoretically, we'd say, all I need is Jesus. You know, whether it's you have that on a T-shirt or a mm. bumper sticker or whatever right. it is, all I need is Jesus. But so often we live like, I just need Jesus plus blank. And what you're saying is, first of all, you're not believing that Jesus is enough. Mm. And secondly, you're giving whatever that other thing is, you're giving it mastery to determine your peace and your joy, uh, which honestly, it's just foolish because nothing, uh, nothing should have that mastery over us if our lives are God's. We belong to him. We we shouldn't be ruled uh, by the things of this world or by the anxieties of this world. Wow. She just gave me a piece. Right I know, there. no kidding. <laughs> well, I wish I lived out this stuff this the same way I talk about it. <laughs> These are all the things that God, you know, when you write a book about something like surrender, it's not so much that you're saying, "Oh, I have mastered these things. Now I'd like to impart these truths." Right here's to you. your self-help yeah. book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the things that God is at the very beginning of teaching me, and the things that He knows in order for me to get it through my thick skull. I need to be talking to people about it constantly. Mm. And that's, these are the things that I, because of this, you know, getting to go and share about the book, share about the new music, I am speaking and singing these things day in and day out. And I feel like they're just now starting to seep into how I live. Yeah. And that's really the goal. That's, that's a revelation. That is. (laughs) Speaking of her new music. Yes. Let's talk about that. I am. Absolutely. I wasn't planning on doing music. I was planning on just writing a book. And like any other season in my life, I felt like as the Lord was beginning to teach me these things, I um, just kind of it kind of came out in song form. And it's been it's been neat because now we have this compilation piece along with the book in the Bible study where people can listen to music that really was inspired by the same content. Um, And if you're anything like me, when you're reading something, if there's a song that kind of goes along as the soundtrack, it mm. really, the truth kind of massages into your life a little bit easier. Yeah, I yeah. love that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. It just makes it more real for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to play something for us? I'd love to. Yeah, that'd be great. I was waiting on you to say yes. that. <laughs> Let's hear it. She's so down to earth. I know. I just love that about her and her kids are adorable. And they brought you a gift. They did. Let me grab it. <laughs> What does it say on the top? It's a Story Kids snack mix. It says, thank okay. you for partnering with our family and ministry. So uh, Laura's kids made this little jar. It has goldfish and uh, M&Ms and pretzels and popcorn. And, yeah, <laughs> it's and kind I'm of like an going, odd collection of you stuff. You better hide it. But it's perfect. It's total kid food. <laughs> well, and, and, my, and my, uh, one of my kids that's been traveling with me lately, uh, just the past couple of days, said to someone that we, he, he said, and I didn't even sneeze in it. That's what he said. <laughs> well, that and they were like, nice. oh, so it must be good. Okay. <laughs> that is good to know that you didn't even sneeze in it. So this is, this is a song. Uh, it's kind of the title track from the, from the EP of music. And it, and it really is about, you know, the scriptures tell us that when we, in order to gain our lives, we must lose it. That's what mm-hmm. Jesus says. Yeah. Um, and beginning to see that that's not a negative thing. That's actually a freeing thing. Yeah. That's when you begin to live um, with the peace and the joy that only comes from the Lord. I belong, I belong to the maker of earth and sea. 
as rich as a king, yet so gentle and kind towards me. I am not cared for by a servant hired, but a shepherd who would leave the ninety-nine. So when I give up, I gain. When I let go of having my own way, when I learn to see my surrender as a brand new start, to know the fullness of my Father's heart. I will rest. I will rest, not in worldly security. Not in what I may try to control. That's controlling me. And what if faith is simpler than I've made it? Just the simple trusting in your love for me. 'Cause when I give up, I gain. When I let go of having my own way. When I learn to see my surrender as a brand new start. To know the full. Of my father's heart. So here's my life to take. Though you've heard this prayer a thousand other days, make this moment more than just empty words. I say. Let it be start to know the fullness of my Father's heart. Wow! Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Goodness. Well, when I when I recorded it, so we did it with piano and strings, and pianos. Um, Piano and strings are my primary instruments, and guitar, I kind of fumble through it. So, wow. um, anyway, that's the guitar, um, flubbed through guitar version. <laughs> Only you know that. Absolutely okay, good, 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 good. Something about an acoustic guitar mm. and a beautiful voice. Yeah. I, you can't beat it. I know. You can't beat it. That's why Blessings is such a, uh, an, an amazing song to hear in the midst of, you know, when you hear it on the radio against all these other songs, that's why it just, it, I don't know, it stands, stands out. out. Yeah. Well, I, I did not grow up singing. I grew up, um, my primary instrument in school was string bass. Mm. So wow. I always, you know, was a little tentative when I, the when standing? I, Yeah, the big old. I was a violinist, but no, I know it was a <laughs> terrible idea. I was like this ten-year-old trying to drag this bass around that was twice the size of me. Uh, but when I feel like when God was pushing me more towards you know this whole solo singer career, I knew that I knew it wasn't something 
that I could ever say, hey, look at me. Like, my, I knew that my voice wasn't, you know, Christina Aguilera. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think about, you know, friends of mine, like Mandisa, who, uh, you know, she was singing since she was four or five years old. Yeah. She knew her whole life she was going to be a singer. And she can sing such vocal acrobatics. Like, she just leaves people in awe. Runs like water. Yes. Mm-hmm. and But for me, I just always knew that the Lord... You know, if he was going to call me, he was going to need to equip me. And I feel like my voice has always had the simplicity that it needed to get the message out. Mm. Well, and, she's, and that's really all that I need. She's being humble. But you know what? What I love about God and what I love about this music is that he likes variety. Oh, absolutely. And he loves your voice. Oh, and you're so you sweet. And you reach people that, believe it or not, myself, Mandisa, and other folks, you know, they, they, they don't have an ear for that. But they have an ear for you. Well, that's why I write my own songs, is so I can make sure I can sing them. <laughs> that's always a good thing. That'll never be too no hard offense, for me to sing. Say, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Mandy, so let me clarify, right, because right. I love her. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Know, I just say that. You know, I used to feel that same way as well. I sang with the Winans, BB and Cece, and those folks. No way. Different format, different format. Oh, but amazing. I always wished I had a Vicky Winans voice. Yeah. And uh-huh. I remember before Ronald Winans passed away, he would say, you sound like Sandy Patty. Nothing wrong with Sandy Patty. Oh. I'd be like, why can't I sound like Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I was on, on the road with Mandisa, and I remember sitting there watching her sing these songs with like 15-note range while she's dancing on stage. Oh, and I'm thinking, goodness. how in the world? I can barely <laughs> play piano and sing at the same time. And Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievably you're amazing. Gifted. Now you oh, just finished. Kind. Did you just finish your PhD? I did. Yeah, I finished my my doctorate in worship study. Yeah. So so my I, my other in job, the midst of all this, <laughs> just, you know. Well, I started on the it side. before we'll throw um, that in there. The surprise of our fourth child happened, but um, yeah, I I serve as a worship leader at my church, and at first the idea of going back to school, you know, I had done had been to seminary and got a, a master's in um, Bibles, and. Going back to school seemed like the craziest idea in the world. But one of the things with my job over the past couple of years, I'm having more and more opportunities to speak into, to younger worship leaders. Yes. And this next generation, I feel like we have more worship leaders than we ever have, um, but probably a weaker worship philosophy than mm. I've ever seen. And a lot yeah. of kids who are super talented, have great hearts, but really can't really articulate the whole point of worship can't really articulate how to put together a set of songs for a church you know things like that are really the theological foundations of worship and honestly as i began to pour into these kids i realized that i didn't have as sturdy of a foundation as i wanted and at first when i felt like the lord was kind of you know tapping me on the shoulder trying to get me to go back to school i remember saying I have three kids. I, I have you know two jobs. I do not have time for this, and it was probably, you know, uh, in halfway through the third season of uh, you know Downton Abbey or whatever. Right. Because <laughs> like, that's funny. You say you don't have time for this. You sure you like your few- Downton Abbey? <laughs> exactly. You had some time for Netflix. I love that show, by the way. I know. I know. And the the truth is, you know, certainly nothing wrong with yeah. taking some time to yourself. But I realized uh, that going back to school it was something God was calling me to, and mm. he was going to help me you know, figure out the timing of all of it. But really devoting one night a week to studying, that was really all it took. And, it, and slowly but surely, three and a half years later, I, 
I graduated graduated with my little kids out there cheering Aww. for me, and it just just bawled my eyes out just seeing what what God had had done. And I say what God had done uh, for me. I struggled academically as a kid. I failed a class every year, mm. like from seventh grade on. I just, uh, you know, they didn't have all those um, diagnosing you with different learning disabilities back then. Right. I'm sure I would have had like eight of them because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not that great of a of a learner. And uh, and so it took me, uh, it took me a while. You know, even in college, I squeezed four years of undergrad into eight. Yeah, <laughs> and. So me, me yeah. getting my doctorate was uh, huge. just a testimony to the fact that God uh, truly will sustain us in the things that he calls us to. Mm. Amen. I love how he equips us. Yeah, he does. He equips us. I mean, we can yeah. doubt all day long, but you're a living testimony. Well, there's that, that, there's that saying of, you know, God doesn't always call the equipped. Does, God doesn't always call the equipped, but he always equips the called. The called. Mm-hmm. That's and I right. feel like that's what he's done with me. Yes. Well, do you want to play one more song before Absolutely. we wrap it up? Awesome. Yep, yep, yep. You want me to play something old or something new? Oh, it's Whatever up to you. Your heart. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, we'll what take are you it feeling all. Feeling like right now, Miss <laughs> Laura. Whew. Yeah, think about this. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the songs on the on the new album. It's called "You Cannot Be Stopped," and it's a song that the reason why we can surrender is. Because we believe that God is strong enough, is reliable enough, is loving enough, is trustworthy enough, and that we really can cast our cares. You know, this, as the scriptures say, we can cast our cares on him knowing that he is able. And this is a song that just reminds us um, that even though things may seem insurmountable to us, the, the trials that we walk through may seem uh, too hard, uh, nothing is too hard for God. dark tried to hide you and steal you away Death tried to keep you inside of the grave The enemy fought you He tried but he lost You cannot be stopped Star God. 
can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. I love it. Uh, thank you, guys. It's a fun song. It was a fun song to end the album with. You know, after talking about the heavy topic of surrendering, um, really saying we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear yeah. because we believe ultimately that God will come through. So when does the new album come out? Is there a date yet? I think in like a week. Okay. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I'm supposed to know these no. things. Um, but I, all of it, we tried to get everything out at the same time because it's, it's a book. The book is called I Give Up. There's a Bible study with it with a, with a, uh, like a DVD teaching, mm-hmm. um, uh, live video teaching. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Like five sessions of me teaching the Bible. We shot the whole thing at my church, oh, which was awesome. fun. And then five songs, you know, around the same topic. Yeah. So. And you can find all that at laurastorymusic.com, yep. correct? Or Amazon, wherever you, iTunes, all wherever of it. you want to look for it. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much for coming. Uh, you guys are awesome. And thank you guys for what you do, encouraging so many people in your community. Mm. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. It was such a treat to sit down and talk to Laura's story. I'm Kat Taylor with Crystal Thornton. Until next time, it's the best day ever. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.